AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With podcast, you get to keep up with the culture. With this up there podcast, you get more. More. Thank you for watching another episode of It's Up There Podcast with your boy Looney. Big Loon, I am your active and attractive host for another episode of the fastest growing podcast on the market right now. Uh, we want to start off as we do every episode with thanking everybody that's tuned in. We do need to uh, incorporate starting to let you guys know to uh, subscribe. You know, uh, they, they, they're putting in place now where you can subscribe. So subscribe. Send us some money or something on there. Do something like that. To, you know, let us know you tapped in now. You know, I am a hustler. So it's only but so long I'm going to be able to, you know. So we, you, got to, you got to let me know it's yeah out there now. Or, you know, shh, I got a bunch of jerseys up there I can grab. You understand me? So, uh, so yeah, yeah, put it in my Put it in my life, you know what I'm saying? Sock it to my pocket. You dig what I'm saying? And uh, let me know it's real. Let me know you tapped in. But um, 
I want to thank everybody that's tuned in. You know, uh, if you're looking at the video version of this podcast and you want to hear the audio version, you head to anywhere you get podcasts set and you um, type in this up there podcast with Loney and then we'll pop up there. Um, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast and you want to tap in with the video version, you head over to FOGFO TV on YouTube and tap in with me there. Uh, got a playlist with all videos, um, all podcasts, full episodes uh, in it. So just tap into that podcast. I'm sorry, that playlist and then just enjoy. Um, go stream Dead Ball Deluxe is out right now. It's streaming good. Lonely Luciano Dead Ball Deluxe if you want to. Here can I do my thug this on that side of the street. Um, also, uh, like I told you, July 17th, uh, we have an uh, event going on with Dr. Umar Johnson in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets are on sale at eventbrite.com. Um, we're trying to add, at this time, Kevin Samuels to that event. Um, we've been in communication with him, um, and we sent the uh, um, contract over. And after we sent that contract over, it kind of took off on the Internet, and we've yet to hear back. So hopefully we hear from Kevin Samuels, um, and we can have Kevin Samuels and Dr. Umar in the same in the same building. That'll be dope. Um, if not, me and Dr. Umar, gonna, we're going to set the city on fire. We're going to set the building on fire, and you can guarantee that. So get your tickets to that right now, man, and, and tap in with that. Um, let me see. What else? What else we got to tell y'all about? No, I mean that's about it. Um, a lot going on in in the culture, a lot going on in the world right now. So I just watched Floyd Mayweather and Jake Paul do a, you know, a, a, a where they sell the fight, little promo thing that you do when you're a boxer or a battle rapper or something. You get in front of each other and you just talk shit. Um. Jake Paul grabbed Floyd Mayweather's hat, right? I felt like, when I first saw that, I felt like it was fake. And I was going to come in here and say some things like, why would Mayweather agree to let a white boy grab his cap off his head? Like, some type of, you know, these type antics ain't necessary from a Floyd Mayweather. That's the, that was my first approach. But I looked at it a little more, and I'm not sure that it's fake. I'm not 100% on the other side, you know, but I seen some more video and was kind of like, that's the reaction I was looking for out of Floyd. Like, you don't, hey, yo, son, don't touch me, boy. Don't touch me, boy. Don't grab no hat off my head, nigga. If I drop her some money, leave it right there. Don't even help me. If I drop something, let it lay. You see what I'm saying? Because there's a, you know, you setting precedent, homeboy. See, but in my opinion, he feeding off the Conor McGregor. See, Conor McGregor touched him. You know, these white boys starting to like they can play with Floyd. Now, they jealous of Floyd because Floyd is getting a whole bunch of more money than everybody that you can name. Maybe all of them together. 
don't get the bag that Floyd get. You dig what I'm saying? So there's there's some animosity there. You in the same sport. We in the same. We we peers like. But I'm so far ahead of you. I might lap you twice. You see what I'm saying? Then I'm a nigga. I gotta stop saying that for YouTube and things of that nature. But I'm a I'm a black dude. You see what I'm saying? And you can't tie my bootstraps on nothing. Money, I beat you up. You know, I'm in great shape. I'm living a certain way, right? So at first I thought it was fake, but I look back and say, I'm not sure that this is fake. This might be a real thing. This might be a real thing, but don't, don't, don't. What make y'all folk think y'all can do stuff like that? Kiki, 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 and you know I know Jake Paul. You mess with the rap too, yeah. Like he Paul, he come, he nibble in the culture too. But I'm talking about period. I ain't talking. I'm talking about on some man things though. What make y'all think y'all can just do stuff like that? And see me walking into the game is like, man, I hope they don't think we can play these kind of games. I, you know, y'all might be playing like that. Kiki Kakan and all that. I'm here to get some money. I don't, I'll let other men like, yo, if I'm smiling and laughing, it's because I'm sincere with that. But I don't want to link up with no dude I know and you got to snatch my hat off my head and run and they key 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 to sell Nah. Man, don't do that, man. I got people got the mind, man, my legacy, man. You know who I am? You just go, nah, we ain't playing that type of game. I'm not playing that type of game. In addition to that, I saw Joe Button is keeping his podcast going. Now is that a good business move? I can't say. I can't say. But I told y'all to begin with, he'll get you back and be plotting his out. Now, this ain't an out for him, but this is a very serious matter. We talk about my podcast. We talk about if he stands on that. My life is dedicated to this, and y'all just dipped on it, which could have wrecked my whole thing. I've been working on it, finally got it to the pinnacle. I'm consistently number one, number two, number one, number two, right? And people are number one, number two right now that's interview based. See, there's things like that that people are not putting in perspective as well. When you look at the numbers, it's a reason I've done this like this, why I got a whole bunch of interviews in the tuck. There's a reason I haven't dropped them yet. Because there's a difference when your platform is interview driven and it's becoming number one. Because they're there for that. that, That's what's called a spike in your consumption. But if we go off ROT, if we go off rate of travel, that'll come right back down the very next episode when they don't see that interview. So it's important for Loon to put 100 episodes out and then drop some of his big interviews. Because I need the people that's here that's rocking with me to rock with Loon because they know Loon got some insight. I've been there with him. I saw him, you know, I saw when he first started how the camera was this way and he had one camera. Then he went and got some more and then he didn't even have a mic like that. And then he went, you see, I need them to be able to walk with me. You see what I'm saying? But um, 
just letting I just hope that's put it puts it in perspective what it means to be number two on the charts consistently when you're sitting there without a guess. That means my overhead is low. Because you can bet your bottom dollar a lot of these interviews are being paid for. You know, it's no incentive for some of these people to sit down with some of these people, but it's hustle. And I never knock the hustle. I understand the hustle. But that dude that's right behind you in that number two or number three spot, he is somebody that's there on the, on his own merit, meaning just the consumption of him. And he is not on a couple of different platforms which cuts the consumption down maybe 10, 20, 15 percent. So there's, there's business to look at when you look at somebody that's number two and then Marlon and Rory dip on it. Boom. They're gone. Now, I told y'all one thing. In my opinion, they took too long. What you going to do if you, like I told them, when they first left, that first 10 days, you needed to have what you wanted from Joe Button. That first 10 days, you needed to have what you wanted from Joe Button. But again, they let Joe out trick him. They let Joe outsmart him. They let Joe pull a flim flam from talking to Steve Stout, from talking to some of the, the people on the other side that says, okay, the market says you can know something in about six weeks. You think that Joe Budden came out and just gave them a fucking month just for shits and giggles? So, so, so you didn't even peep the play. What he was doing was, we're going to get this amount of time because the market decides ultimately, right? And if I'm right, these people are here because they love me, Joe Button. They like you guys too. But if we flip that switch, but if we flip that switch and it's Rory and Maul and no Joe Button, those numbers will go down. Especially if I pop up somewhere else. Those numbers will go down, right? Nonetheless, there's a reason that he chose five, six weeks. Because if I can put a product out, with some people in the seat that cost less amount of money. And the fans eat that up. I was right. I was right. And if they eat that up. And they say man I like this. Okay. Boom. What do I do? I say you have the podcast. But you don't introduce it like that. That was That's, that's shoddy. You throwing shots at you guys. In my opinion. You don't introduce that podcast with a picture from on Patreon. Like, yo, fam, give it, get your boys back in there for a month, then pop out with that. Throw some behind the scenes shit up there on Patreon with Ish and Ice. You know what I'm saying, or something. But don't sit out and instantly create that because it's a slap in the face. And what Maul see, that's the thing about drawing a line in the sand. Well, I'm only here if you can't respect me. It ain't what it is. So when I make a move like that, now what? Because at some point, you got to quit talking about you can't disrespect me. And I got to stand on what I've been saying. That's the whole thing. If you tell a nigga, man, hey, man, don't say that no more, man. Get that out your mouth. And he said again, 
You just now have put yourself in a position where you gotta hit him or react. Because you basically drew the line. Now that's the last time that's gonna be said around here. And when I say it again, and then what? Because these other podcasts are doing a million without you guys here. And those other two guys I can probably get for 50% of what I give you guys, which leaves me more money to upgrade things. I might can go get a warehouse and this and you know what I'm saying? So but again, this was some of the 52 fake out. It's a reason why he gave them a month. He was expecting the fans to rally against it like they did at Complex. No, no, no. But the fans start saying, I fuck with this. I like this. Puts him in a situation. What do I do? You understand me? But I've always told Joe Button, you got a male platform and you keep introducing female podcasts. That ain't what you do. You have to have another male podcast. Unfortunately, I don't agree with doing it in such a way you introduce the podcast on an Instagram photo, letting people know I'm still doing this podcast. Give your boys enough time to get their feet back in the door and, 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 and the fans appreciate them. And, and make it seem like they worth something to you, right? In my opinion. But I think Joe Budden doesn't know uh, how these things come off. Because he's looking at it on the other side. Now, why would I walk away when I potentially can do $2 million in a week now? You know, but six weeks, you know, but six weeks just gives you enough time to test the market out fully. You know. And like he said, see... You you defer you see how the you did if you paid attention to it see I watched this whole game not even only just the blacks the whites I watched the game I know who I know what is what I know what it looked like I know what it supposed to look like I know when it's flimsy I know exactly what needs to be there I know exactly how many eggs goes into it I know exactly how much you know, butter needs to like I'm I'm that in tune with it. So when I seen that he instantly jumped out and said thirty days a month, six weeks, I said, What? That's a long time, man. You can lose the audience by then. But that's another one of them times where Joe Button is playing. All my chips in, let's bet and see what happens. Now I got all the leverage. They've you've lost all leverage. And you steady more talking friend, friend, friend. But that's not my business. My my job is to give the game to the youngsters and the potters and the creators and the my my job is to put the information out there that I see that making help the next little nigga. You understand what I'm saying? Because I know I, everybody is hoarding the information. Black power, right? I got a conference call with a white guy. A Jewish guy or whatever he is. Shout out But I, I give I'm getting information from these guys. Where's my black counterparts at when I'm paying? I got money. You see what I'm saying? You see what my cameras look like? You see how many angles I got? Don't you got to know this space is carved out of something? I got to be living in a certain kind of condition to be able to do this. 
I'm invested in this. I don't hear peep out of nobody. And I got money to spend. So I can I can really see how the youngster without no direction, without no money, how it can seem like it's a never you can you can't do it. I can feel it. Right? So that's why it's important for me to dissect business. Dissect the game. It's important for me to make it digestible for those that come out of the slum. Or even those that understand something but never heard it in such a way. It's important for me to do that. So when you see me break down a contract or or when I tell you about Rogan and his place, his his place in the marketplace or his position in the marketplace. So when I try to break down consumption, when I'm the first nigga to do a live pop up podcast in the city, when I'm the first guy to have a podcast in the city, when I'm the first dude to sit down with a fridge, to sit down with an LT, to sit down with dudes from the street, right? When I'm the guy that's running around with cameras, then I'm out the street, verified. Verified. You see what I'm saying? I come from a place, man, where it's just like, I can see what it's like on the next level. But I can also see what it's like on the level up under that. So I'm knowing that the ones down there that's following me, they're stealing game from me, right? They're stealing game from me. They don't think I know. But I don't get to where I'm at without knowing that niggas is stealing game from me. Your favorite guys. Your favorite guys. When they hear me put something down, trust and believe no matter who I tag. They come and see it. But I don't have any contracts with nobody, so it makes no sense to blow it up. And I make all the money, in their opinion. But it's also important for me to put the information out there. It's important, man. It's important, man. It's important, man. You understand what I'm telling you? This is a situation where ain't nobody clocked in on this but me. You understand that? You know what it may cost me to operate this thing at a high level. And rap. And have home. And take care of fam. And help mama. And help. Do you know what this thing take? But we look over certain things because it just look normal. But that's where the creator come in and say, Lord, you get some information. Get that information out. Now, everything I can't give out. Everything I can't give out. But if you're a real creator, you don't need everything. You'll figure it out. You just need a few. You just need a, damn, man, I can't figure out where to start. You see what I'm saying? And by us always hollering. You know, I love you. I love you, man. Black power and the blacks this, the blacks that. I just I just feel like it should be more information out there. And I'm critical of it. You know, I don't disrespect people, right? I won't be disrespected. 
But I give my opinion on current events, and I do it in such a way where I'm ho- I hope that it comes off as me trying to get information out about how to navigate through a very new territory that we catch ourselves in the middle of with this internet thing. That's what I would hope to be doing. But um, what is Molly Rory next move? If you see Joe Budden continue the podcast on that other side, I've always said he should do another podcast, you know, and here's one. Now, this is direct competition for this podcast. But no matter what, Joe Budden wins. The network wins, let's say that. His little, his network, that it wins no matter the fans argue about what's best. It's going to put him in a peculiar situation because he got to dance between two audiences and two chemistries. And we'll see how that works out. Um, I've been informed that Bill Gates is getting a divorce with Melinda Gates after a certain amount of time, 20 years, 25 years, some some, uh, staggering amount of time they've been married. Um... And they say that Bill Gates has moved $1.5 billion in shares to her, uh, you know, uh, the same day that the, the divorce was finalized. Um, I think they handled it on their own. It's too, probably too much illegal money to let them people comb through it. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's just do this the right way now. And it's a lot of money involved. Uh, the Internet was in a shit, sh- was in a, took, the Internet took flight about it. And um, there was a few details that came out to the Internet uh, that said that Bill Gates had a situation understood with his wife. That he would be able to see his ex-girlfriend once or twice a year on vacation. Um, I see that Kevin Samuels, and let me let me get into that a little bit. Let me tell you how you do something without even knowing you do you doing something. I reached out to book Dr. Umar Johnson. Tickets are on sale now. Very intimate setting. I reached out to tell Umar, hey, man, we have to do a pop-up podcast in Nashville. Gave him a date. Of course, Umar, he's riding. That's my guy. Um, And then I said, you know what? I ought to get Kevin Samuels on that same show. So I reached out to Kevin Samuels. Hey, man, booking. Such and such such Nashville. Woo-do, woo-do, wham, right? So then I go on the internet. As you should do when you're in a situation to promote an event or, you know, I'm in what's called I'm in what I consider phase two of building my podcast, right? So I'm out doing that and, and I put on the internet Kevin Samuels, Dr. Umar. And I just put a little picture out saying that hey, I'm trying to book these two. This is gonna be epic, it's gonna be the biggest thing on the internet. And it took flight. Now, this is the unique thing about the internet. I don't even know how. So I'm not coming saying that 
oh, I got the formula down. I understand that what you do is you post it right around 5 p.m. Uh, you make sure that it's under 61 characters, five, five emojis, uh, one black emoji, two uh, white emojis, and three uh, fruit emojis. Once you type that, you make sure that you had, like, I don't have no formula down, right? So... I'm just starting to talk about it because I'm getting ready to promote this event with limited, you know, seats in it. And so I said, damn, if I can be there, let them have a conversation. You no, know, we all have conversations about things. Um, make sure that it's recorded in 4K, put it out, make sure the audio's right, very limited crowd. Um, and, and it'll be dope. It should be epic, right? It, man, people start posting Uman Kevin Simmons, Uman Kevin Simmons, Uman Kevin Simmons, Uman. Ke Next thing you know, they start responding to each other. Now Kevin Samuels has an answer. You know, we was emailing back and forth. Now he, now he just stopped. It. I'm like, man, it's not gonna be no messy shit. It's gonna be conversation. Stand on all that knowledge that we got now. Let's have a conversation. Um, but nonetheless, we got Umar. We got Umar July seventeenth, which is more than enough. Me and Umar sitting down is going to be a very epic situation. Hopefully, Kevin Samuels uh, continues to respond, and we can get him booked as well, and just have a conversation. Have a good conversation, Slime. Have a great conversation. You dig what I'm saying? And um, I just think it'll it'll be epic for the culture, man. Brought to you by. It's up there podcast, man, and it'll be a beautiful thing. Oh, so, but anyway, so Bill Gates had a situation, and, and Kevin Simons was speaking on it, like, about the, um, you know, high-value men have options. They exercise options. Um, and I was just thinking, man, I do think men is like 20 to 1. It's like 20 women to one man, man. And then don't go to breaking it down the way you really want a certain kind of dude. And he having some, you know, this and that, some that. You see what I'm saying? Because now we it's 60 to 1. You know what I'm saying? And it's important that we bring more to the table, man, than, than sex. And that's on either level. You know, anybody around me at this point in my life, they learn from me. They get game from me. They get understanding from me. They also can get some paper if they need it, if things get sticky. They also can get a little bit of gifts. You dig what I'm saying? They also, you know, I also will take you to pound town. You see what I'm saying? But it's important that I lay a foundation where you get loving and you get security and you get privacy and you get passionate and you get... You see what I'm saying? You get these things the way you can feel like you actually got something tangible versus she'll just lay down for me. Because that's so easy for a dude to get nowadays. For certain kind of dudes, that ain't an issue is my point. It's the furthest thing from priority because it's the closest thing to getting. See, you see how that works? It's the furthest thing from priority because it's the closest thing to me. I can get that anytime. These four here, bang. You see what I'm saying? They know it's up with me. So it ain't no, we having no type shortages on that nanny now. There ain't no shortages on that. So in a relationship, it's important to make sure you bring in. 
all the way around the board. So dealing with a billionaire dude, do you put yourself in a situation to say, I'm going to let him go kick it with his ex twice a year, once a year, exclusive vacation, you know? But somehow the white man been able to trick his woman that they they can, you know, or they've been able to trick other people. I ain't even going to say his woman because a lot of times they cheating their woman just holding them down. But the public look at it like, I'm shocked he was cheating or they're just a platonic relationship. They're just friends. You know, you know, if long take everybody, you know, we in the Bahamas, me and your girl in the Bahamas. Uh, she's at Pound Town, man. Eh? If me and your girl is at Bahamas, she's gone to Pound Town. You see what I'm saying? And it's almost understood. You see a woman with me somewhere on vacation. They just instantly, they don't think I'm out there and we just cool and reading books and thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Some kind of how a certain kind of white boy done been able to trick the woman. To think that they can be out there with a woman and ain't nothing going on. I'm too geeky to understand. But I think it's cap. But I think she understood that there was, you know, intimacy involved with those uh, vacations, right? I just think she understood what was at risk. Kevin Samuels tends to say that uh, you got to deal with it, ma'am. Ma'am, you got to deal with it. You got to deal with your your dudes high value. You got to deal with them dealing with more than just one woman. It is sixty to one out there, ma'am. I was just talking to one of my homeboys, and we was talking about just in our younger years coming up and dealing with girls and pulling up at their house, and someone be living nasty. You be like, man, this a woman, man. This shit here crazy. I'm talking about this. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Like you in a situation, you living like this, you getting dressed out the flow. That's why I said, man, next time I meet a motherfucker, I'm asking them questions. It's different. What, sh- what days you wash clothes on? What's the last shit you done cooked? If you just holler pork chops and spaghetti and shit like that, I know you basic. You see what I'm saying? What you, you know, I got to ask you certain little things because I've seen a girl carve out a little section of the room. And sit there on her phone. And you be like, what's going on with Beloved? Whole rest of the house dirty. And you would be the first person to say you don't got no time. Now you just ain't cut like that. You see what I'm saying? You got to be cut like that. You got to then saw that and grew up under that and want to live that way. Because me, my house got to stay clean. Because a clean house allows me to think. It allows me to feel. It allows me to at least be. Sometimes I sit down in my room, man. And I got the orange room. I got some orange shit going on. I got a whole little setup going on, right? I'm talking about the burnt orange with the brown. Two, three different color. Like, that shit hard, right? So I got the setup going on. But it's like. Sometimes I sit in there and it just smell good and it's clean. I be like, man, this is cool. My mind can go. But you motherfuckers that can lay in filth, y'all to be ashamed yourself. So Ebony K. Williams, which is, um, she's a lawyer. She's someone that works close in the culture as a media personality. I think she was on State of the Culture, actually, with Joe Budden. 
think she ended up leaving that show um, for several reasons. Um, people tend to say things, but that's another that's another note. Um, she she had a situation where she went on Wendy Williams and spoke about uh, her 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 bro- boyfriend of four years did not spend the quarantine with her, which ultimately ended that relationship. Let's hear a clip from it. And. Um you know what, this quarantine, I think, like a lot of couples, Wendy, it made us tell the truth about our relationship. With this Up There podcast. Almost four years. So you never spent that amount of, do, do you live, did you live with him at the time of quarantine? With this Up There podcast. With me. He's, he has three children, two of which are young adults, and he chose to quarantine in New Jersey with his semi-adult children and for me listen i'm not a parent yet so i'm not i get that they're number one right but i need to be number one wendy and i wasn't number one so i needed to move on okay okay how long did it take you to move on from the time that you realized that he wasn't going to come quarantine mm. with you six months I mean, with this up there podcast doing the couple's counseling and everything and then on zoom yeah, and um, he's a lovely man. Just wasn't for me, you know. Yeah. He's older. He'd been there. Done. <clears throat> now, what they said to me was, see, and then you got to understand the type of mind you're dealing with when you're dealing with Ebony K. Williams. See what I'm saying? When you hear that someone's a lawyer, you got to understand that they spin game is, a, is crash bandicoot level. You know what I'm saying? When somebody's a lawyer, they spin game is crash bandicoot level. So what she's saying is he chose to go stay with the baby mama. He will probably always operate with two families, allegedly. So I want to get some game out. I want to sit here for a second because the harsh reality is that a lot of times, especially when you're dealing with older men, you're dealing with a couple of different families because the young woman that he's dealing with, he understands that, man, this ain't nothing. I'm just here for the ride. You ain't finna, you see what I'm saying? So a lot of times that's the situation, but uh, you necessarily don't understand because some people, old school pimp dudes, they got to understand with they girl, that they may not be home on Christmas. They gonna be over here w- w- with the young, with the new young girl. I done spent twenty Christmas with you. You know this forever. I done gave you in on everything I own. But shit, I got to get on back out here. Some of them old school niggas is a money, and them dudes is they next level. You know, and um, and sometimes they operate with two families. So what it sounds like um, in that situation is that, that this guy was already operating with two families, and the quarantine just put it put it in your face. See, the quarantine put it in a lot of people's face. Now, I will come to see you once a week since quarantine. Man, I don't know where you at, and don't care. I'm at home with the real one. I'm at home with the one that's going to wash my back. And if I get paralyzed, going to take care of me. I was just playing in them fences. Uh, you know, I was just playing in them backyards, man. I wasn't. I didn't come there to. You dig what I'm saying? But yeah, now this quarantine hitting. I'm home. But she left the dude, you know. Because if it was really about the kids, 
how do you argue with the kids? But it's two things she said to let me know it wasn't about the kids. There's a woman there. And she's a lawyer. So that's her way of framing it to make herself feel better. She said some of them are semi-grown. And then there's a small one. So the baby mama got to be around the small one. So the small one just over there chilling. No, the baby mama's around. You didn't feel that. You didn't like that. One of my homeboys is like, man, most most people run back to their baby mamas and baby daddies. Hey, man, I don't care who you be with, man. Whenever you want to leave me, man, you ain't got to tell me. I'm knowing, ain't you know what I'm saying? You can just dip. You dig what I'm saying? Ain't too you dig what I'm saying? So <clears throat> it's those kind of situations, you know what I'm saying? Because I may not tell you when I dip on you. Unless I owe you that, unless we in we in deep, you know what I'm saying. But if we just playing around with it and you disrespectful and this and that, and you talking, man, I would dip on you and you would you wouldn't even have a clue. You just pop up one day, I'm gone. You understand me? But if it's a, because how, how do you argue with the kid thing? It's rough to argue with that. I don't see nobody arguing with that. You see what I'm saying? So that that just made me feel like it's something else. It's probably about the it's probably about something else. You see what I mean? Um they got um they got G Herbo for lying to a federal agent saying he doesn't know the promoter guy that's tied in on the case. So G Herbo has been uh I don't know if he's been rearrested or they just upped his charges. They charged him with lying to a federal agent about knowing somebody. I seen a lawyer say that it must be weak because for them to bring up something like it, he got caught lying. Or is it in the biggest scheme of things where you're trying to discredit anything that I can come in there and say and testify just make me out of a liar, right? If that's the case, so you gotta know, you gotta understand these these court games are different kind of games. This courtroom is a slimy spot. You see what I'm saying? So they doing a bunch of everything trying to make it happen. You know what I mean? Something that came up and you know, I had people DMing me asking me what do I feel on uh, the new artist Murray. He's from the Carolinas, I believe. Um, had that song about uh, quicksand, I believe the name of the song was. I like the dude. You know, some couple things struck me as odd, right? They had him on uh, Big Boy. Shout out Big Boy, West Coast. They had him on Big Boy, right? They had him on... So they had him on Big Boy's radio show out on the West Coast, um, Big Boy in the Neighborhood, and, and they was kind of asking him, man, uh, what was it like, man? Because people have, people have made the gesture, made the comment that uh, they believe that he's an industry plant. For those of you that don't know what an industry plant is, an industry plant is someone that the record label signed with the intention of putting, presenting, 
the act as some sort of grassroots act that's gonna wheel and deal its way up to the top right in front of your very eyes. But this has all been an orchestrated plan from the jump. So that's kind of an industry plan, right? Um, working on behalf of the industry, but acting like you're not. Um, and so some people want to attach that label to his name. And, and when I think about it, you know, he said, man, he said, uh, I'm not, a, you know, basically said he, he denied it. I'm not an industry planner. I'm somebody, man, is just happy to be here. And, and he does give off the happy to be here energy. And I can appreciate that. You know, I'm sure the white people can appreciate that. You know, um, the very, uh, you know, just that type of vibe, you know, black man with that kind of vibe. So, um, just thinking about it, I said, damn, man, uh, I asked myself, I said, Luna, do you uh, look at the, his situation and then do you think he's an industry plant? His situation is <clears throat> he's got love from the baby. He's got love from J. Cole, who, who rarely even tweets or do anything. Uh, in regards to co-signing type vibe. Um, and then if he does, they've done something surrounding this to allow people to know that this is a thing. J. Cole thinks he's dope, right? This has been pushed out as press, right? Because there's people that come under my shit that say, yo, you dope. It won't make the press because there's nobody around to push it to the press. Like, look, make this a thing. Let people know that J. Cole thinks thinks he's cool, you know, um, and that's the first thing I, I asked myself. But then I said, well, Loon, do you think that maybe they, their city show love differently? You think their city maybe, you know, post each other on the come up? And I just I find that kind of hard as well. Um, one thing I will say is that it's all about the look. When you see him and you see him going genius and lemonade and big boy and breakfast club, how's these looks is these looks right here is the machine. When you hear motherfucker talk about the machine, that's the machine. That big boy, that breakfast club, that Vlad, that's uh, uh academics, that um Genius, the lemonade, lyrical lemonade, or whatever you know what I'm saying. All these things, man, where you see them pop up the audio Mac, the this, the that. That's the machine that you talk about because what happens is it solidifies you in the eyes of the consumer. They see all these brands, big brands standing next to you, that mean you must be a real thing. Now, you can make it without those brands, but I'm saying once that happens, it's kind of a it's kind of like they pushing you off the airplane when you skydiving. You know what I'm saying? So you didn't you didn't climb the tree. You got dropped from the sky. You just got to try to land in a good spot. You see what I'm saying? Because it's all about the look. I can be the best basketball player on the team. But if the coach don't never, ever run a play to get me that three in the corner where I'm shooting 100% from, they'll never know I got that three. And a lot of artists find themselves in that situation. Now, with the Internet, it's kind of changing things, but they've managed to create an ecosystem even on the Internet. I thought the Internet, when, I, when it first happened, man, I was sitting somewhere saying, man, they ain't going to beta. Uh-oh, it's wide open now. And they still try to act like it's wide open. The industry is not wide open in regards to getting in. You can get in. 
right? I'm not saying you can't get in, but they still have managed to be able to slither their way in a position to create an ecosystem. The playlist. Again, like I'm telling you, what they saying, like with the Moray kid, all these interview spots, it solidifies you in the consumer's eyes, right? Seeing them next to these looks, it don't matter what it costs. Some of these looks you can't get. Some of these looks is booked out. They doing label favors. Things like that is happening. You know what I'm saying? So it's a real thing that you got to consider when you think about uh, this game is layers and layers on top of layers, man. This shit is not just a uh, a one and you're done thing. This thing is layers on top of layers, man. You got to be swift. And that's why I say I know the people that's watching me. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a certain level of understanding to keep up with me. The people that listen to me and be like, well, I don't really. You don't have the level of understanding. You got to have a certain level of understanding to even keep up with this kind of shit. This is high level shit. This is fast paced basketball. This ain't the slow down game. This is you got to have a certain understanding. I may not even finish a sentence sometime. I need you to be so tapped in that you you know why I was headed. I just laid it all out. Let's move on. I got some more shit I got to get out there. I was um, watching the news, man. I seen something of um, what they said that uh, Derek Chauvin may be trying to get a new trial because one of the jurors came out and they ran pictures of him and caught him at the Black Lives Matter rallies. So they putting the game down. They letting you know now. You Jews come out talking. We running all the Black Lives Matters from all across the yeah. We running them of us for some image searches. We looking for you. If we can find you anywhere, one of them, we gonna try to discredit. See, this is the game, man. But it's gonna be rough for him. Just the, all the cards are stacked against him at this point. Things are rough at this point for him. You know, I do think that you you can't be so quick to run and do interviews, though. You know, you can't be so quick to, after something so monumental, man, you can't run and go do interviews. I know everybody want they 15 minutes, and they might even got a check for it. And if they didn't, I would say it's not, it, it, it would be a uh, bad decision not to have been paid for that. But... Nonetheless, um, damn, it was just over with. We trying to make sure it even go through. They was already talking crazy, but within that amount of time, we already out talking. Man, yeah, man, we just started, you know. I Listen, bro, I'm just trying to make sure we secure the win. I'm just trying to make sure we secure the win. It's too much playing going on. The same with the on TV. The same with the, I'm sorry, on Instagram with the guns and all these things. Hey, man, I say it's the dumbest thing you can do. I look at I look at it and say, you think delete, get rid of that. See, what a lot of, a lot of stuff that, that y'all are doing with these phones, delete, don't get rid of that. I need that to be understood. When you snap something with that phone, delete, don't get rid of that. There's a backup of a backup that if things get really crucial, that they can pull from. 
I was teaching my homeboy about metadata. Like these people, man, they on top of stuff. This is like it's it's just a different level. Metadata is where I can take a picture in the south of France, and they can run it and, and get the coordinates on it. It's exactly where that picture was took at. It can be a selfie of me. I can take a selfie of me and post it. They can take that and get that metadata and figure out where I was when I took that picture. So it's game out there that we don't even got our hands around. But when it get crucial, when they caught you with this amount of it, or something like that, or, or you look like you finna beat a fed case, they pull from they they pull out another layer of this shit to try to close it down. You know what I'm saying? But but one thing about it, if you play long enough, I get to at least see what you're playing with. Whether I'm able to beat you or not, that's that's yet to be seen. But at least I get to see what you're working with, how you maneuvering, how you coming through. You see what I'm saying? That's just as important for somebody that's a, a creative or a thinker. You know, being able to see, oh, he like to go left, left, right. Cool. But after he go left, left, right, he, he duck. You know, you you paying attention to things and you put your play together based up on that. You see what I'm saying? Also, uh, was was for some reason in my algorithm it popped up back when million dollars worth of game uh, went through a situation. And see, this is why I say everybody's not innocent. There's things going on in this game. That's why can't nobody get mad at Loon for saying, Loon, you can't. Why are you talking about them folks, man, bidding uh, 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 contracts and this, this and that? This is what this game is. They laid this foundation down. This game is, hey, man, figure out what people getting paid and then know what you getting paid. The same with the NFL. Oh, you a wide receiver? You the number three wide receiver and you make 120? Well, I'm the number one wide receiver. I need to make 160. I'd be a fool not to weigh the market up. I'd be a fool not to pay attention to what, you know, uh, makes us alike and what makes us different. And what strives to keep who are in the race long, you know. So, for me, it's understanding these things. But but back when uh, Wallow and Gilly had an issue with Dev, right? Um, Joe Budden him talked. Joe Budden, Rory, and Maul on the podcast, they had a conversation. What I found interesting, though, was that it slipped under me. It slipped right through. I didn't even peep it. That man, you know what? They uh, they were talking about each other right then. They was already having issues or feeling away right then. As far as say, man, you you done start act like you something. And you know, I may feel like I'm something. I'm doing a hell of a thing. And how, you know, I don't never say don't feel like you, you know what I mean? You supposed to feel like you that, you know? So, but when your friends think that you, you're changing and this and that, do you address that? I'm not sure I address that. I'm not sure I address when people think, hey, man, he changing. I don't feel like I owe an explanation of uh for evolving I think anything that's not evolving is dead I just gotta keep it moving You know what I'm saying How you feel about what I got going on 
I can't let that weigh too much at a certain point because I don't have it. I don't have any luxury with my time. Seeing that I got to be present and involved with everything concerning me. I've yet to learn how to juggle these things in a way where I still got time to kiki and kaka. I don't got time for, I don't have time, I'm sorry, right? And I don't have time to entertain you saying I'm I'm great. I don't have time to entertain you saying I'm not great. I don't have time to entertain anything you're talking about. I only have time to keep my head underwater, swimming, and come up for air and go back in. Because I'm I'm headed somewhere. Right? So I don't think I address it now. With that being said, if business is involved with these two friends, do I address it? Now this is where it gets sticky. If you look at them like hired help now, you don't address it. I can get anybody to sit there, man. You know, I can get anybody to sit there. And so you 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 know you ask yourself does he look at him like hired help let's listen to a little bit of what happened right and and how they was talking just pay attention to how they're talking to each other though that's kind of grimy but i think that every i think everybody kind of has that thought now what do you do following that thought to that point and not this doesn't have to do with us or their podcast that becomes that defines leadership because when you treat people as your partner that you build something with, with this their attitude podcast. is much different. They're not going to care about certain expenses about shit because we're in this together. We win together. We lose together. That's the point of partners. When I'm now an employee or just a contractor where I get a fee, now I'm going to behave <laughs> like a contractor where pennies matter to me. Dom DeMarco. DeMarco. With this up there podcast. And how things and expenses are moved within uh, my salary and how it affects me, I'm going to make an uproar out of shit. If, I, know, if I'm a partner in something, nah, it's cool. Everything here affects us. You know why that's not fair? <laughs> like, if, if you fuck something up, it fucks me up. If I fuck something up, it fucks you up. So we all move as a unit. When you do the I'm now the leader God thing, and again, this has nothing to do with us or Gilly. When a nigga say this has nothing to do with us, it got something to do with them. So you see, I am now the leader God thing. They've already separated themselves from him. And he, he did take position of his situation. But did he do it in a way that was fair to people that built it with him? I think that's why you never see him bother academics, disrespect academics, because he know what I've been telling y'all for a couple years. Academics handed him half of his fan base. There's no way to debate that. Right, so he shows academics a certain level of loyalty. Right, with that being said, with Rory being your best friend or one of your close friends, how you guys presented it, um, and plus being in business with you, I think that you should have neutralized those two fighting at such a um, high level, dog. These dudes was taking shots at each other. That was just, you see what I'm saying? That was gut wrenching. You know what I'm saying? And for you to be in the middle of that and not care enough uh, to, to step in and say, well, hold on, man. Like, yo, I love both of you dudes. You know, act if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this fan base I have. And Rory, you my friend. And we built something 
you know, that, that the fans love and enjoy, then there's a different thing. It should be a different outcome for that situation. Now, you got Rory <clears throat> that's and and Maul too that's basically saying, hey, man, once you take the front, the, 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 the the forefront, once you jump out in front of this situation, once you dra- grab the wheel and say, hey, listen, you now are passengers, and I, I'm i the driver of this thing. And I told y'all he, he let them know that with the name change, the Joe Button Podcast. He probably came to them and said, this is attached to a bag. They're saying that if I can do it like this, I can sell them my profile and we can get this amount, right? So this puts him in a situation to... Use his name for what it's worth. You see what I'm saying? So you hear him and Ma saying, hey, man, you starting to act like you this big CEO and this and that. They they feeling the way. But he's now hired them. They He turned his friends into hired employees. And one thing about Charlemagne, I can say his people seem to be happy. The people that surround Charlemagne, they seem to be happy and they seem to be eating. So Joe Budden, you know, we got to not now disregard like, okay, let's keep weighing this up because you want to weigh it up when when you go get a deal somewhere. We got to weigh this thing up. All of us, we got to put every each one of us on the scale and say, hey, what are you doing? What is people like? How they feeling? Are they paid well? Are they complaining? Is his friends? How does his wife feel? Does his family love him? Do they appreciate him? Does his woman honor him? But when you grab a magnifying glass and you look behind the the good talking on the podcast and and then everybody in your real life has some sort of issue with you, right? Some sort of gripe or some sort of negative bad story or bad experience with you if it's not surrounding what you, right? So it's it's... Charlemagne seems to be healing a bit. When you look at Charlemagne, he seems to have a wife that's put up and happy. He seems to have children, uh, his friends, they smile, they're happy, they get opportunity. Wax seems to be in a great place. Duval's in a great spot. Schultz is doing well. Uh, You know, like I tell you guys, Charlemagne, the same way academics handed Joe Budden his fan base, Charlemagne handed Andrew Schultz 40, 30, 40% of his fan base. And there's just no way to debate these things. But this is what it takes in this kind of game. The sharing of the information and the access to the audience. This is what, if you really want to see your friends eat, that's what you do. Right? So some people can say, hey man, Joe gave him access to the audience with the podcast. But it's under certain guidelines, Right? Those guidelines are, and then you got to always remember this, Joe Budden is playing a game for himself, so he always puts it out, I don't like talking to niggas, yeah, but man, I'm all, I like, I like kicking it with niggas, like, I want to bring such and such up and let him kick some shit, and we talk about some of this current shit that's going on, or Rory, yeah, man, but I want to... Put emotional orange on here or something. And we want to rap about something and talk about why it took so long and what we was really doing and how much the project meant. Right? So when you make those kind of decisions like we're going to build this podcast and we ain't talking to nobody. 
Now, Joe Budden's profile, you can operate in this industry that way. Maul can't. Rory can't. They can't even leverage their podcast improperly. They can't come say, hey, Loon, I just met you, man. I'm going to get you on the show. And then go tell Joe, yo, we putting Loon on for 30 minutes with us, man, about these three topics. They can't do that. Joe can do that. Joe can say, yo, man, I ran into this dude that does Bitcoin. Brilliant guy. We're going to get him on, man. He got to get And boom, it's done. Right? So, it's just, man, uh, I think they'll get back together. But I think ultimately it's the beginning of the end of it. I don't foresee it. And, we, you know, I, I wish everybody the best with everything that they do. But I, I don't foresee it ever uh, being the same because you, you're smacking them in the face. You're smacking them in the face, and I just don't see it being the same. But let's listen to some more. It well, no, Gilly it, did do the I'm the leader. Gospel. I didn't see any of it, so I'm not going to speak on it because I didn't see it. But, <laughs> I, I love Gilly. Shout out to Gilly. But it changes the mentality of the people podcast. around you because now, all right, if you want to treat me that way, all right, fine. We'll go to the Gilly. Thing. Well, you can change. If you want to treat, if you want to treat it that way, if you want to treat it that way, then yeah, it's it's time for you to act like the boss you're, you're pretending or are, and pay up on them fucking expenses, bro. We're not partners anymore. Yeah, I came in on a fifteen percent. Let me be your partner. I think I wouldn't give a fuck about those uh, expenses. Now I care about them because now I'm just some fucking contractor to you. So yeah, pay, up, pay, up, pay the boss. Pay the invoice. The only thing I don't like about what Rory is saying. And I do believe that that's true in podcast world. Is that I don't feel like that's the case when when people get up and go to work. Like we get up and we go to work. No, we're not talented work, but we're contract at work. And because it's work, we don't be pressing them like we should about shit because we just at work. Mm, Contractors and employees are are a bit different. Tell me more. They're not exactly the same. If I'm a Hired contractor, the inner workings, and even to an employee to to some certain degree, the inner workings of how you move expenses around is not my business. If I'm, yeah, it's not my business. Mm -hmm. I'm an employee. You pay me a salary, whatever we make as a company, I make the same. I make seventy five grand a year. It's never going to change unless I get a raise, a promotion, or work off commission. And that's not the same as a contractor. Uh, to some to some degree because you're hiring me for a specific service i don't get benefits from your company i don't it's 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 a bit different i have more of a a loyalty to how you run your business you're hiring me for a specific service and in let's say devs shit here if i'm a contractor you used my place you hired me as a contractor to use my studio i gave you a service Pay for the fucking service. He went in there saying, I want a percentage. Make me a partner to some degree. Whatever you define a partner. Mm -hmm. Make me a partner. I'm not going to give a fuck about the expense because we're all in this together. I don't care. I'm bringing this as a partner. This is a resource I have. It's a studio. I'm not going to charge you for for expenses. That's that's part of, we're, we're partners. But now I'm a contractor. Fuck yeah. You hired me for a service. Pay your fucking expenses, boss. See that? So you're basically letting them know it's somewhere along the lines they ch- you changed the game plan. Somewhere along the lines you changed the game plan. We was a lot familiar. 
we was live for me, and then we somewhere, and you telling me it doesn't, the show isn't none of my business. When things didn't look so bright, when Complex let you go, right? Or before you even got with Complex. It was La Familia. Partners. Ours. We're in it. Our thing. This thing of ours. Somewhere along the lines, though, these guys feel like you, you, you changed the game plan. That's why Ma asked you live on app, man. Like, you serious, bro? You gonna tell me the podcast ain't none of my business, bro? And he's like, is it your business in a contract that we have? Five years ago, he wouldn't have said that. Picture, picture firing Marissa. Picture firing Marissa, you get them all there. And then you tell him, this shit's none of your business. He wouldn't have done that. Does that mean that he needed them all? I'm not sure. But he may not even know his own strength back then. Nonetheless, though, operating without the information is just like being dumb. In my opinion, so you didn't know it, so that means you, in your mind, you needed these guys or or Maul. And, and Rory is somebody has been there since the first episode, son. Probably helped book the shit, you know what I'm saying? So I can see how people can feel away. But if you pay attention to when this happened, this is why you hear million dollars worth of game and Joe Budden and Charlemagne and Schultz and academics and people take shots at Joe and them because... Typically, the outlook of the situation bleeds through on the mic for Joe. When he, like, when he got a problem with Charlemagne, it bleeds through the mic. When something happens, it just bleeds through. You can feel it. Something's going on with him and Charlemagne, or he won't mention this. Like every time million dollars worth of game come up, he never mentions it. He always acts like he forgets the name of these shows. Dog, how can you be a digital forecaster but not know the name of anything? It just uh, I know he knows the name of these shows. It's just a game. I'm not promoting that. Like, this is the game we play, unfortunately. But Rory's right here like, yo, man, my whole outlook changed when you calling me a contractor on a podcast and you put some more niggas in the seat. Highly disrespectful. No, he said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he but that's what I'm saying. And no. sometimes, you know, saying that no will fuck fuck the pack up, though. Well, you no, know that's the thing. You're trying to cut corners and you try not to, you know, you don't want to pay this to and to keep this chemistry. But it's up there, podcast. Not people many people to love. care about fucking the pack up more. Like, well, you, well, you, you should because fucking the pack up now, you, you fucked your money up. And that's the part niggas don't want to talk about. Because niggas, you can try to take out and do this and do all this moving around, and then when you start to see that after this, it ain't no more deals coming, ain't no more. No, nah, niggas dep- ain't you. But that, you remix the pack but too that, much. That depends on how you value, how you value the pack, right? Because back to the uh, bar stool, call me daddy shit. I mean, 
If I take my brain out of it, if I'm so this is this is him talking about the issue night shit before it even happened. Like you remixing the pack, this and that. This is Maul trying to leverage now. Tell him, man, you need us. Quit playing with that. Call me the call me daddy host co-host. Maybe I can wait with this six up months there podcast. Up all my grievances at the time of renegotiation because they were close to the end. 2021, their contract was up. We in 2020. We damn near out of this shit. I uh, might have kept it pushing <laughs> this up there podcast. in that instance. But they took a stand, right? And now Barst- it's Barstool's job to come up with that show. Yes, the pack is fucked up because those were the girls that they were the pack. But Barstool owns it, so they have, they, have, they don't have a choice but to remix the pack or let the brand die, right? Same with Gilly. Uh, homeboy leaves. Yeah, the pack ain't the same, but maybe Gilly knows that as he's trying to fix it. With this up there podcast. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I would hope so, but I, at the same time, is it worth it? Remi- no, it's not. Remixing the pack don't usually be them know worth it. It's a headache. Uh, yeah, it's a headache. It's not. He letting them know. We got to keep it going, baby. Y'all leave right now. It got to keep moving. I own it. We're the same. And it's not it's a good. Not, bu- it's not in good business to have to rebrand every year. It's not. It's just that not. That says something about. Especially when you're says, dealing with someone that's not only an on-air personality, but also deals with the technical side and also with this up-there podcast. So the podcast. Right. It's just not. It's that's just, a lot that's of what shit I'm to, it's to gamble with. Listen, me and Rory it's, had a lot of conversations and a lot of sleepless nights when uh, Marissa parted ways. It wasn't. Wasn't a fun month. But no, it's up there podcast. It's like you, it's a lot that goes into coming up with that type of shit. Yeah, and you want to mm-hmm. be responsible with putting someone on your platform, which reminds me, Marissa's the only person that got fired t- from me twice. When it's up there podcast, <laughs> my assistant. Oh, I didn't know she was your assistant. Yeah, she, since she fell in love, it was fine. Um, all right, that's it. That's all I got. I just, I just bring it up because yeah. there are a lot of people starting podcasts. When it's up there podcast I, between their. Gilly and them have, have someone else. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Oh shit. Okay. He's he's gone. He's pursuing his other passions. Uh, he, and shout outs to Dev. You know we don't. I don't. We don't want to paint him. Never in that a, because he handled, it, he handled it. so graciously and so professionally. Shout out to Wallow. Shout out to Gilly. Shout out. Shout out no, to shout that. Out to all shout out to that whole camp. Uh, and I just hope everything's right. Yeah, they, they replaced Dev. I can't I can't say with another if it was, on air personality. I don't listen to their podcast. podcast probably within a month. I, I gotta catch up. I can't say if it's for better or for worse, but they have a new pack. They have a new pack. Mm-hmm. If I'm Dev, I'm not with this up there podcast. Well, that that'd be the unfortunate shit. It's tricky I'm because tricky. because sometimes it don't even fall into the money. It falls into your morals and ego. With this like, that, that's what that's where it, it hurts the most like fuck the bread like i don't know what they're making nor do i care that's their pockets but you were saying the seventy thousand base salary great that's that's a that's a lot of money to make i feel but like some your of ego and your morals up there sit there like nah that doesn't settle right with me i, I mean, can't it be also there. doesn't seem like 15 percent doesn't see it's only three of them right 15 yeah. percent doesn't sound egregious to me it's only three of them on air Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's so, getting part of what. I don't know what what he has offered that podcast, so I, I can't speak to that. Will people miss him? Well, I know I don't mean just I, I don't so. mean just personality. Right. I, I mean how the how it functions. I think so. Because people with fell in love with that. People grew to love and support that, so naturally people will miss that. I, I mean, w- they miss that element of. I it. want to encourage all podcasters out there to have a clear and concise understanding 
with the people that when it's up there podcast which is a very tough and ask that, and that's <laughs> yeah it's, it's a really tough ask so he's saying he's saying that you heard what he just said but Rory just basically saying but what we don't have it that's what they're saying listen to it, it same t- thing happens in music because people fell in love with that people grew now to check love out and what he's saying now. So just check out actually people will miss that. I miss that element of I want to encourage all podcasters out there to have a clear and concise understanding with the people that you do the podcast with which is a very tough and ask that, and that's <laughs> yeah it's, it's a really tough ask is it same t- thing happens in music explain it explain it to me to, to well, understand in music i can see how podcast. that happens in music i can see how that happens because in music business things business conversations happen very casually especially when you don't know that it's a business conversation happening hmm. with podcasting though is that really like that no, you're a- you're asking. Be. Anytime money is involved, it's like that. You're asking. I don't, I don't yeah. care what you're doing. One of the most- Anytime money is in play, it happens. Absolutely. Yeah, you're asking because- one of those difficult questions ever to deal with people, and then to deal with people within your own money and business, and deal with egos. That's life. That's, that's life. Shit. That's not podcast shit. Go ahead. But that's on. why it's so important to praise uh, people that are very successful, and uh, their business is intact because that's, it's not easy. It's not easy to be successful and for your business to be intact. <laughs> and when you see people moving with, with their camp with and everyone is podcast. on the same accord, like you have to salute that because like the I moment money comes into play, I'm t- the, the chemistry of everything changes. I think before it does. I think before I think before money came with us, I think I might have said to y'all, "Hey, when we get some money, I want more than y'all." <laughs> He probably did. Oh, he probably <laughs> definitely said, said that. That might have been the uh, <laughs> absolutely. That might have been that total uh, argument that podcast. y'all keep saying was about title that I know is not about title. Total argument. Total. The blow up one. We didn't have an episode. It was like the first time we ever missed an episode in like three years. That happened. Yeah. Was, With this up there podcast, we missed the episode. We did. You drove. Yeah. You sped off in your car. Shut it was the about, fuck it was about up. I, it was about if money. If I'm lying, I'm dying. One hundred percent. Shut the fuck up! It was about money. It wasn't title. I don't know why you keep saying it was about title. It was about money. It was about money. That's why. No, I, how did we explain I, that I, to I the fans? I empathize with with Gilly and and all of them. How did we I know where this, I know how this goes? We didn't explain podcast. it as that. We just took a week off. We just took an episode off. Yeah, get out of here. Wasn't much to explain. And I, and we and I only, sped off. Time, yeah, oh man! <laughs> and we was only no. doing one episode a week then, so. It wasn't good. And you sped off like it's up there podcast. I visually like a chick pulling off in like a v- VW bug. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I visualized it. <laughs> a bug. I always make it a point to speed off fast from you guys whenever we're having a tiff because you guys are gonna gang up on me, so I have to I have to pull off fast. No, it's not a that's gang not, up. No, no, no. Nope. If we're all no, this is what I mean. If we're all supposed to part ways now, <laughs> and y'all stand there for twenty more minutes, I can assume that I'm being jumped. How would you know? Nah, you can tell when niggas <laughs> about to get out of here, or when niggas is sitting around chilling for a minute. Fuck out of here! I don't remember that total shit at all. Not no, not one part of it. I must have been really wrong. From what yeah. I remember, you were. But you typically are. Fuck us, Cole. You were though. I don't remember what it was. Is there a way to tell me without telling the fans? Actually, no. I think it was Highline money. Damn, that's no, a petty argument. No, that was, no, no, it, no. It was petty for wow. sure. But it was a... Look at us. Look let's, at us. No, this is part of this conversation, which we don't have to make it just about us. But having those early arguments, even when it's about busting down... T- so they just, they just put you in, you know, 
put you in the mind frame of that. I seen where Meek Mill was having a birthday party, a whole bunch of, you know, celebration uh, in Miami, and he made sure Takashi 69 was banned. People came out and kind of tried to clown him for that. I say this. You can't do right in certain blogs' eyes, can you? You push up on them, you know. Then they say, well, he shouldn't even been there, man. He shouldn't allow them to be there. Now he don't allow them to be there. Now that's still wrong. It's a weird place they got Meek Mill in. It's a weird place they got Meek Mill in. I'll be interested to see how the how the album and things perform. Um, because they got him in a very interesting place, you know, somewhere we got to pay attention to for real, because they trying to make it look a certain way, certain little things like with the Kobe thing, with the this, with the that, you know. Um, Dealing with Pop Smoke, they have him, his court case going on, R.P. Pop Smoke. Say there's some inconsistencies in what the jury, I mean, what the... um, the case outcome is showing. They're saying that, uh, number one, it looks like they got the 15-year-old just going to take the fall for it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's, that's how this this culture goes. You know, if you're the youngest one and you here and we all facing life, they might give you 15, 10, 12, something like that. And sometimes people real enough to do that. Is, that's what, is that what's happening? I don't know. It's not me. It's not for me to know, so I'm not sure. But I do know that's an interesting way to look at it because they say the dude 15 and he the one pulled the trigger. He the one went into the house. He the one put the strap on him. The oldest nigga that was in the car, he just drove. He told him not to shoot nobody. He didn't go in. He didn't. It, it kind of seemed a little funny. You know what I'm saying? So um, just crazy looking at that and listening to that. You know, it's unfolding. You know, it's it's an unfolding case. Uh, in court that you know they looking at and I haven't necessarily seen nothing like it I do know that they said he kicked him and they kicked Nipsey so I'm not sure what the kicking thing is you know what I'm saying like I always say you gotta really hate a man to kick a man after you done shot him I'm already you done already done the worst thing you can do to me now you got to kick me you got that little respect for me you know, that's why I say it's a dirty game, man. This game here dirty, man. I'm talking about dirty for show, for show. I'm talking about it ain't no way around it. You can't do nothing but me force with force. You must never play, man. Anybody that ever needed information from me in 2021, how this looking, you can't play no game, man. Because they're going to do you something bad, and they're going to leave you there, and they might kick you. You know what I'm saying? So um, just you got to just stay on your P's and Q's. But I'm, we watching the case. We'll see what happens with it. I'm not sure what will happen, but I am definitely be, definitely will be tuned in uh, to try to make sure, you know, just learn from it, get some information from it, um, and, 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 and just uh, that's the last resemblance that we'll get of, of what happened that night Pop Smoke was took. Um, if you listen to this point, man, I want to thank you. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, get you a ticket, man, to It's Up There Podcast Pop-Up Shop July 17th featuring Dr. Umar Johnson in Nashville, Tennessee. 
tickets are on sale now. Um, it will be a uh, social distancing, very limited amount of tickets. You will be able to ask a question to Dr. Umar um, as well as uh, be a part of the live audience. So we definitely appreciate you. If you want to come out, just chill out, get you a few drinks or something, you know, sit back and, and just hear a dope conversation about some good information, man. This is where you come to. Um, it's midday, 3 o'clock, 2, 3 o'clock, get that doors open at 2.30, starts at about 3 o'clock. Um, so, yeah, man, just come on in and, and kick it with us, man. It's up there, podcast, live event. Make you make sure you subscribe, stream Dead Ball. Looney Luciano is out everywhere right now. Um, what else I got going on? Yeah, that's about it. So, thank you for listening. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.